0: Hello everyone and welcome to our post-Super Bowl, post-Hall of Fame, Kliss's uh, Mic Drop Edition. Uh, What a week it was, uh, a heck of a weekend both for the Broncos and the National Football League. Not much for the Kansas City Chiefs, unfortunately for Patrick Mahomes and boy what a tough weekend, tough week for Andy Reid. But uh, in Super Bowl 55, it's all about Tom Brady who at 43 years old wins his seventh Super Bowl. He's now 7-3 and three in Super Bowls. John Elway, uh, when he retired, he was the guy who went to the most Super Bowls with five. He finished 2-3. and three. Uh, Just remarkable. Uh, you still have Joe Montana at 4-0. Maybe you can argue that's better than 4-3, and, and I know win percentage it is. I think most football people would tell you the difficulty in getting to the Super Bowl. The de- uh, How good you have to be in a particular season to actually get to the big game uh brady got there in 10 seasons 10 of his seasons wound up in the super bowl that's that's just remarkable and a, Um really no signs of slowing down he picked a good team i think like peyton manning in 2012 he he looked at a roster the broncos if you remember were four and 12 in 2010 they change up with elway and fox and and Tebow leads him to 8-8 eight and eight the next year. And then uh, Manning sees two young receivers in, uh Damarius and Decker. He sees an all-pro left tackle in Clady. Um, Del Rio, who he coached against. Del Rio was the coach for Jacksonville. They had some uh, epic battles in the AFC South. And Del Rio was the uh, defensive coordinator. John Fox, an adult, a grown man uh, head coach that uh, appealed to... Uh, a uh, Peyton Manning's kind of old school type of uh, sensibilities. Fox told him, uh, "Let me and Del Rio worry about uh, wor- worry about the defense. You run the no huddle offense at altitude, and all of that kind of uh, um, appealed um, to Manning. And Manning did say in the interview we're going to have here on Calissa's mic drop, uh, talk to Peyton Manning. He's going to be our feature interview. Uh, also had a little bit with uh, John uh, John Lynch, but." Um, with Peyton Manning, um, he said that a big thing was the Broncos are going to let him run his offense, and he said that wasn't the case uh, with other teams he visited. So that um, the um, uh, that was the uh, uh, one of the deciding factors for Peyton Manning. Tom Brady last year, uh, who was after him, the Chargers I think were the big one, and uh, and also. Uh, Tampa Bay, a lot of people were surprised by Tampa Bay. Um, he was he um, correctly saw that roster uh, with Tampa Bay. I mean, they were strong on offense on in on, on all phases. They got a good front four. They have uh, two outstanding inside linebackers in uh, Devin White and Levante David. And then their back end can hit and, and can cover. Um, they play three safeties most of the time. Uh, They come up and hit you. So that was a very good um, uh, defense. And then on offense, not only is there depth at receiver with Godwin, and uh, they picked up Antonio Brown, they picked up Rob Gronkowski. Those two uh, weapons came after Brady signed. And uh, but that's what happens. You get a quarterback like that, and. All the star players, uh, the veteran star players, want to win one more time, and they gravitate toward uh, that quarterback, as Aqib Tlaib did with Manning and the Broncos, as DeMarcus Ware did, as Emmanuel Sanders did. So um, congratulations to Tampa Bay and the Bucs. They thoroughly dominated the Chiefs. Uh, As uh, we talked about last week, um, the biggest mismatch of the Super Bowl was the Chiefs-JV offensive line. Uh, against that Tampa Bay front, and it did turn out to be a huge uh, factor in that in that game. Mahomes just didn't have, he was under duress all game, uh, had more quarterback hurries than any other Super Bowl uh, quarterback with 29. Uh, Jim Kelly had the previous mark at uh, 25 uh, Harries against uh, the Washington, uh, they were then called the Washington Redskins, uh, in one of those Super Bowls that the Bills lost in the early 1990s. Um, I thought, uh, you, you know, the, uh, the the Tampa Bay defense, it, even Patrick Mahomes needs an offensive line. And when I say JV offensive line... Um, it, it, that's it, it's. I'm not insulting anyone. I'm just saying, uh, that's what happened after all the injuries. Eric Fisher uh, went down in the and the AFC Championship game to an Achilles. They lose their left tackle. They had already lost the best right tackle in the game and Mitchell Swar- Schwartz for the season. Um, I think the center was the only guy they had. Uh, they had a couple opt outs. They had another injury. So um, just a tough. It was tough. And then I thought Andy Reid. Uh, kind of blew it with his uh, early game plan. No running when uh, when there is a mass mismatch of the offensive line against a defensive front. You got to try to run the ball to to try to keep the balance. He threw every time in his first series, and uh, it was just uh, it was too bad. They started running the ball in the second half, and they ran it effectively to get a field goal coming out of the second half. But uh, too much Brady. Uh, Chiefs didn't have it. the The refs didn't like the way their defensive backs played. They're they're a they're a grabby bunch, as the Broncos said earlier this year, and uh, they didn't get away with it. Uh, so that's the Super Bowl. Now for the uh, kind of the highlight of our podcast, I was able to sit down, have a one-on-one with Peyton Manning, talk 15 minutes with Peyton, and uh, you know, in 15 minutes with Peyton, you get in about uh, seven questions. Uh, he you know he's not a he's not a 30 second answer guy he's a two minute a minute and a half to two minute uh, uh, type of answer so uh, you're gonna enjoy it though and um, I uh, definitely uh, appreciate Peyton sitting down with us Patrick Smythe of the of the Broncos for setting up the one-on-one zoom interview we had with Peyton Manning and now we're going to allow you to um, Uh, allow you to listen in covered a lot of topics besides his Hall of Fame Uh, as you know Peyton a first ballot Hall of Fame well-deserved the accolades and and honors and records are are well spoken for he retired as the all-time leader in touchdown passes all-time leader in passing yards he's been passed up in both categories career wise by both Drew Brees and uh, Tom Brady looks like Brady's gonna wind up with all those records as he keeps playing and sure looks like Drew Brees is going to ride off into the sunset here in a in another week or so or another couple days. And then um, um, we talked about other topics. What he's doing now, what he's doing post-retirement, what he thinks of Drew Locke, um, what he thinks of Tom Brady. So I think you're going to enjoy this interview. And then uh, also um, uh, John Lynch talked to the... Uh, a couple snippets from John Lynch as he talked to the uh, uh, press at large following his Hall of Fame induction. So listen to first Peyton Manning and then John Lynch and then we'll pick it up on the other side. Peyton, uh, congratulations first of all on the Hall of Fame. You know everyone expected it And I'm sure you had your own expectations, but still someone who grew up in football, you know all your dad's players from that era, you really know the history. You probably know Bronco and Nagurski, or at least have heard of them. It has to mean something to you that you're joining the Hall of Fame with all these greats.
1: I'm certainly honored, Mike. Uh, It's very humbling to join the Broncos Hall of Famers and, and John Elway and, uh, Terrell Davis and Gary Zimmerman, Steve Atwater, the late Floyd Little, uh, a couple of Indianapolis Colts teammates uh, that I played with, and Marvin Harrison, Edgerrin James, my old coach, Tony Dungy, so Bill Poley and our GM. So I certainly have an appreciation for the significance of it. I'm honored to kind of be teammates uh, with all those people uh, us, um, for a second time uh, with, with guys like Marvin and Edgerin, Uh but I feel like I have it in the proper perspective. Uh, you know, I, I was there when the Bowling family and, and Pat Bowling got inducted and Champ Bailey uh, as well. Uh, and, and so I understand the impact that it has, uh, but uh, it's, uh, it's just been a, a time for me to reflect on, on, on the people that have been a part of my football career. That's my greatest takeaway, Mike, not the a touchdown pass or a game-winning drive, the people, the relationships, uh, your family members, coaches, support staff, people that have been a part of this journey with me. That, that's the best part about this for me.
0: You've mentioned the coaches. You know, maybe as much as any player out there, you seem to appreciate it. I know they were part of uh, letting you know uh, about this honor. That must have been special as you kind of went through all your chapters, starting with uh, Isidore Newman, uh, uh coach, Shonda Tennessee, um, you know, on through the... Indy, the Broncos, the rehab you did at Duke—just uh, talk about how much the coaches meant to you in this journey.
1: Yeah, Mike. I mean, besides besides my family, coaches
0: have had the greatest impact on me. You
1: know, my dad, uh, who is going to present me, uh, by the way, has had the greatest uh, football influence on me, uh, just as a kid. And even though he never coached me, he he was there to help. Uh, me whenever I needed his help. And I asked for his help a lot. I can't tell you how many throwing sessions I had with my receivers where I asked my dad to come and watch and give us his help and expertise. And he was glad to do it. So uh, it's only appropriate that he introduces me. But besides him, uh, uh, coaches have just had an impact on me. And uh, as you saw in the in the video, uh, when they let me know the fact that David Cutcliffe, Philip Fulmer, Tony Dungy, Jim Caldwell, Gary Kubiak were all there, took the time to come from all of the places that they live and uh, inconvenience, that meant a lot to me. And then, you know, uh, what they didn't show on the video, uh, was right after that, I turned to the Jumbotron and uh, I had a message from my high school coach, Tony Reginelli, Jim Moore, my first head coach, Tom Moore, my offensive coordinator for years and John Fox, who unfortunately was unable to be there because he because he got COVID. But I uh, had a chance to call all of those people right after the presentation and thank them for being a part of it. Thanks for being my coach. And so, uh, yeah, in a quick little four-minute span there, Mike, I went through about 30 years of coaching, and, and a lot of memories came with that.
0: The uh, Tom Brady's now made it uh, uh, also shown it's possible, when, but when you came here, there was a lot of doubts about a guy on the uh, back end of his career. I think you were 34, 35 at the time, neck surgery. I remember there was a lot of doubts about whether you would be Peyton Manning again when you came here. What about you when you came here? Did you Were you confident you could get it all back, or did you have doubts?
1: Yeah, uh, I certainly had had concerns, Mike. And uh, uh, you know, looking back, I uh, can, can definitely say I was not 100% Confident. The only thing I was 100% confident in is that I wanted to try. Uh, I wanted to give it a go. I knew it was going to be tough playing a new physical state, kind of after these neck problems and the, the nerve problems that had caused in my right arm and hand, learning a new system, learning timing with new receivers. It is a challenge, uh, uh, that in itself. And then you combine it with coming off an injury, it was even tougher but I wanted to try to give it a go. And uh, Denver was the best place for me. They were very adaptive, welcoming uh, Greek and the training staff had a great rehab plan. Coaches said Peyton, we'll take some of your plays in Indianapolis and kind of mesh it with some of our plays and really make you feel comfortable. That was not the case uh, that all teams were presenting Mike. And so that those were big reasons why I ended up choosing Denver and uh, uh, really, uh, really glad it worked out the way it did. I. Uh, uh, starting to feel better, starting to feel more confident throughout that season, and uh, really kind of got my got my uh, got my edge back a little bit, and, and able to have four wonderful years playing here for the Broncos.
0: I tell you, it was a trip, and and if I may, uh, it was a privilege covering your four years here, especially 2013. As that season was going on, you, you know, I had the sense that I was covering history here. And uh, doggone, I, I just I wish that Super Bowl would have worked out because I think it would have stamped how great uh that season is. But uh, are you surprised looking back? No one's even the great Patrick Mahomes hasn't threatened the records you got there.
1: Yeah, that was a that was a special season, of course. It didn't end uh the way we wanted it to, uh, it, you know. So many things felt right um uh, about that Super Bowl. Uh, going into it, you know, my brother had come into Indianapolis and won a Super Bowl uh, in the stadium where I played. And, and here I have a chance to go into the stadium where he plays. And sometimes things just don't work out uh, 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 perfectly like they do in a fairy tale. Um, I do think that, you know, that Super Bowl loss, at least for me and some of the guys that were on that team, had an impact on us winning it two years later. It just it motivates you. It really... It makes you realize how hard it is to get there, uh, how hard it is to win that game. And it makes you want to go back and work harder to try to get back. And the fact that we were able to get back two years later in San Francisco and win it, uh, sometimes it's worth it to go through those disappointments. Yeah, Mike, I got to tell you, most of my records are going down and uh, are are already gone. Uh, And and that's the one record that my son Marshall kind of keeps – keeps his eye on, you know, he kind of was on the Russell Wilson watch early in the year. Russell, I think, had 28 uh, at the halfway point. And uh, so Marshall kind of likes to keep me posted on who's who's nearing that record. So maybe it'll be fun to hold on to that one for a little bit longer. I'm not sure how much longer because there's some great quarterbacks out there. They're throwing it a lot these days. And uh, that's not why you play for for the records. Uh, You play for the be a part of the teams and be a be a part of hopefully some winning and uh so if they do go down that's fine with me
0: yeah it it kind of helps that Mahomes never seems to play in that 16th game they got everything clinched (laughs) that's you know that's one of the deal about single season records is playing in that 16th game explain Tom Brady to me Peyton the Super Bowl coming up Mahomes I thought sure he would not have a good year at 43 switching systems switching teams, switching teammates. I, I, I don't understand it. Help explain Tom Brady.
1: Well, I, I, I don't have any special insight, Mike. He's done a great job adjusting. It's been a challenging off season with the pandemic. He has uh, found a way to get on the same page with his receivers. They've improved throughout the season. Uh, that's something I can relate to. It, it wasn't all smooth at the beginning of my first year in Denver. Uh, wasn't all smooth for, for Tampa. But uh, they had a good team in place. It just take, took them a little while to form their chemistry. And, you know, he deserves all the credit for the hard work and the adaptability and his leadership. Uh, you know, uh, uh, his stamp is all over that team.
0: The, um, the fact that you stayed here in Denver, you know, it, most people consider you a Colt maybe more than the Broncos, uh, more than a Bronco. But the fact that you've lived here now the last five years, I think kind of. Uh, you know, reinforces that you are a Denver Bronco. Uh, that decision that you and Ashley made uh, to raise your kids here, Denver, of all the places you've been, all the places you could have lived, you decided to stay right here. Well, we're
1: proud to be here. Uh, Denver was very welcoming to us back in 2012. We moved out here uh, that, that first year. Sold our house in Indianapolis, shifty because I think I think it's 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 easier and it's important to live where you're playing. Uh, while you're playing there. We didn't know it was going to be one year, two years, ended up being four years. And uh, in that time, found that we really liked it here, uh, started to make some friends. Kids have friends, start to get to know their parents. And, uh, you know, I had guys like Brandon Stokely who had moved here and and stayed here and, and, and didn't really feel like an outsider because got to know a lot of people that were from out of town that had come to Denver at some point for business or for whatever reason and stayed here. And so uh, we decided to do that. Moving is a pain, I will share that. And uh, that was a pretty big ordeal for us to move from Indianapolis and we weren't looking to do it again uh, right away and we sure have enjoyed living here. So I really give the credit to Denver, uh, just the welcoming feel and uh, it's a great place to live and I'm really proud to be a Denver resident. Uh,
0: A borderline uh, Hall of Famer until the five years after you retired we saw how uh, the the broncos fell off a cliff in these and <laughs> these five years since we retired well it kind of reinforced how value how valuable you are um but seriously uh it's been a it's been a rough go. where where, did, where are you with the broncos right now especially with the drew lock situation and them seemingly uh looking for a quarterback
1: well, look, I'm, I'm a Bronco fan. Uh, I'm a Drew Locke fan. Uh, I've known him since he came to work our football camp. And uh, I've kept up with him and stay in touch with him. And so I'm pulling for him. Uh, look, last year, for anybody that had a new offensive coordinator and a, and a younger quarterback, it was going to be challenging. Uh, the teams that, that really kind of got into the hunt this year, veteran quarterbacks, veteran coordinators, had some chemistry together. Brady's kind of the exception. I think Tampa figured out they're better off if they're running a lot of his plays. Uh, it took them a lot to figure that out. But, you know, with the pandemic offseason, not having much time, it's just it's just not easy. So I'm pulling for Drew. I'm excited for, uh, 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 for their prospects with a full year of an offseason, getting on the same page in this system with some of those new players. And um, I, I, I'm excited for him to have a good year this year.
0: And then lastly, retirement. Everyone, I think everybody asks, what's Peyton going to do? And you're everywhere. It seems like you're the busiest retired uh, player I've ever seen. But uh, is there anything on the horizon football-wise for Peyton Manning? Uh, I guess in particular, would you consider the Broncos in some capacity?
1: Nothing on the horizon for me right now, Mike. I'm still doing a lot of the same things uh, that you kind of alluded to, uh, still on the too many commercials and uh, <laughs> probably probably on TV way too much. But uh, I've enjoyed, you know, since I, I left the Broncos, kind of being a part of these other little teams. You know, the, the you know these companies like Nationwide that I'm still part of the team. And Brad Paisley and I are in a band together, and we've had a lot of fun doing that. And some of the different philanthropic teams uh, that I've been a part of, I really enjoy doing. The, this Peyton's places for for ESPN. Uh, you know, talking to old players. You got to do a great thing with John Elway this year. We watched the drive uh, against Cleveland and uh, kind of uh, just learning more about the NFL that, that I didn't know before. So I've enjoyed staying close to it. I've enjoyed doing some different things outside of football. Uh, was at a nine-year-old basketball game last night in Highlands Ranch, 840 tip-off. Kind of late for a nine-year-old, I have to admit.
0: Yeah. But, uh, Welcome to fatherhood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Protected a lot of time for you know for, for kids stuff and our family stuff, so I feel pretty busy. Uh, I don't really have a one-word job description uh, except that I'm just busy.
0: I got okay. I just got to make this sure. I'm uh, I'm on the rock and roll station. Did I hear you and Paisley? It's not a joke on commercial. You really do have a band together.
1: No, that was actually a joke, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always uh, okay. Yeah, you were doing so good until then. <laughs> if you're on such a roll. And then you kind of start it right back. So it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a commercial. Uh, it's, it's meant to be humorous. And sometimes gotcha. you sort gotcha. of say gotcha. things gotcha. that aren't yeah. 100% true just okay. to make it a better commercial. So that's just how uh-huh. it works. Uh, if there's any other commercials that you want to know, Whether they're real or not, be (laughs) sure to ask me, Mike, and I'll I'll try to help you. All right,
0: okay. Good. That's a good way to finish it there, Peyton. Uh, Right on cue. Uh, Thanks a lot, and congratulations again. It's going to be fun, and let's hope the ceremony goes off this summer, this August in Canton.
1: Yeah, no, me too. I sure hope so, and really proud to go in representing the the, the Denver Broncos, Indianapolis Colts, University of Tennessee, City of New Orleans. So uh, uh, proud, very proud. Thanks, Peyton.
2: Thank you, Mike. I'm proud to call him a great friend, and and uh, you know, as as to your uh, as to your question, how we kept it a secret, uh, you know, I think more. More uh, startling to me is is how my wife kept it a secret when when you told her, Dave, and and uh, I think she learned Thursday and Sunday of uh, of championship weekend. You knocked on my door. I was getting ready to go to Mobile the next day, and uh, you know was was really um, you know the Hall never really dominates my mind, but I was very um, nervous about whether it was good news or bad news. How the heck am I gonna? get this news because I was going to Mobile. And uh, to get that knock, uh, loudest knock I've ever heard and probably the best knock I've ever heard. And uh, how we kept it a secret, I I went to work. You know, we were in Mobile doing my job and kind of forgot about it, which helped pass the time. And, uh, you know, Peyton and I were were able to uh, get together on the weekend, spend some time together. And uh, so proud to be a part of this class with him, with Calvin, with Alan uh, with Drew Pearson, with Bill Nunn, with Tom Flores, uh, uh, am I, am I leaving anyone out, Dave? Uh,
0: we'll, we'll get them all,
2: I promise. All right, but, uh, so, so very proud. So I'm sitting here in Tampa, I'm literally in the place where we lived, uh, in Harbor Island, where, uh. in 1993 myself and Linda got apartments separate apartments because our parents we weren't married yet (laughs) didn't allow us to live together so we got apartments but I'm thinking back to Bill Walsh in 1992 I was drafted after my junior year and you know my story's a little different I was a quarterback for my first couple years so played sparingly my uh, junior year at safety Denny Green made the switch and and, uh, you know, I, I played about 40% of the snaps. Uh, I, I was drafted by the Marlins, went out and played in the New York Penn League in Erie, Pennsylvania. And I remember one day getting a call uh, from, from, um, from Jane Walsh, who was Bill Walsh's assistant, saying uh, Coach Walsh would like to speak with you. And I uh, got on the phone with Coach, and he asked me when I got back uh, to the Bay Area if I could come in and meet with him. And I'll never forget, as long as I live, he said, I, I understand the great opportunity you have in baseball. But I believe that you can be an all-pro uh, safety in the NFL. And I and I said, with all due respect, it took all my courage to say, with all due respect, Coach Walsh, I played one year at safety and I played half the snaps. If that, uh, what, what leads you to believe? And the detail that Coach Walsh uh, went through, he, he had made a tape and it was a play that I made my junior year and then a play that Ronnie Lott had had made the previous year and then a play that I made blitz in the quarterback and a play Ronnie Lott had made and he started and I think of all the people who kind of spoke this into existence uh, and Coach Walsh was was so instrumental because I would have just gone off and played baseball that was my I signed with the Marlins my heart was with football but I said hey I've got a future in baseball and until Coach Walsh told me otherwise um, that's that's where I was going so I, I certainly would not be here without Bill Walsh and God bless his soul uh, I know he's looking down smiling you know I don't I don't have much time off uh, in the in my current role as, as GM but when we do we like going to San Diego we've kept our home there because my kids won't allow me uh, to let it go. And it's a special place for us because we have so much family there. So it wasn't unusual that on a Sunday we went to mass and then everybody came to our house um, and uh, it was championship weekend. And so, you know, we were in our little bubble down in San Diego um, and my parents, uh, Linda's dad, uh, my sister and her family, my brother and his family, uh, you know, came over after mass and we were going to watch championship Sunday. Um, I had to pack for mobile and I, am a procrastinator when it comes to packing. And, uh, so Linda pulled me back to the closet and said, let's finish this so we can go have a good time. And Linda had, you know, the, the coolest thing is that Linda had not only kept it a secret from me, she kept it a secret to, to my parents, to my kids. And so when David knocked on, it was a surprise, not only to me, to everybody else in the house other than Linda and, uh. You know, I've been on the other side, being in a hotel room and getting the call that I did not make it. I uh, I know it's going to be a lot of work on David, but I I think the the COVID way of doing it, getting it around your loved ones. Peyton did it with all his coaches. I I think it made it even more special. So be a lot of work for uh, Mr. Baker, but it, it made it it made it awful special. It's interesting right now thinking how the the parallels because the same thing. I I dreamed of playing my whole career in Tampa, but injuries made it such that, uh, you know, we, we kind of agreed to move on and and uh, never forget Mike Shanahan saying that I think this is the perfect place for you. And I think the one thing Peyton will agree because, uh, you know, I've talked with him about this. It does kind of reignite you. You get in a comfort zone, even though you try with all your power not to get in a comfort zone, but driving to work, it's different. It kind of wakes up your senses and, Peyton can attest to this as well because he's still living there. And I, I promised him that I'd forever be there when we recruited him to Denver. Um, but uh, circumstances brought us back out to California. But it, it, it was such a great place to live, such a first-class organization. Pat Bolin, uh, I think Mike Shanahan, uh, Greek, the trainer who's been there. It's, I mean, it, it's just they did things right. And uh, Mr. Bolin – was such a tremendous man and he was all about winning and he was all about facilitating anything that it took to win. He was an owner that was there all the time, but wasn't doing people's jobs for them. He was just there to let you know he cared and wanted to do everything he could to win. And it was such a a great move for myself and and our family. Our kids were really raised there. And then for for our football, we, we unfortunately didn't uh, win a world championship. We got to the AFC Championship, my, uh, myself and my teammates and, and uh, we came close. But um, man, it was four great years. And I'm so thankful to uh, the Broncos and everybody in Denver for making it uh, such a wonderful place. We ended up staying there for 11 years and it will forever be a part of our of, of the Lynch family and, and uh, uh, you know, our charitable efforts, the people supported, it's just a wonderful community.
0: about that Peyton Manning, uh, still giving me a little guff after uh, all these years, just like old times' sake. He'd do that about once a year when I was covering him first for the Denver Post uh, from 2012 to 2014, and then in 2015, his last season, my first, uh, my first season covering the Broncos for 9 News. And um, so it was nice that uh, Peyton helped me with the transition. We had a, we sat down for the first time during the Super Bowl. Had a couple of one-on-one interviews there. And uh, Peyton was just class all the way. And uh, the sense of humor will always be there. That's really what's endeared him to so many people. Um, you know, he's kind of crossed over as far as popularity, not just with, uh, not just with uh, the NFL fans, but, uh, you know, with, with all the other, the casual fan and, and people who don't like football. You know, the, the numbers for the Super Bowl game, Ninety-six million watched on uh, CBS, the Super Bowl, on Sunday. Uh, The year before, when it was Kansas City against the 49ers, I think I saw it was 115 million or 113 million, maybe. Uh, Anyway, quite a bit more last year. So uh, I know the streaming was up this year. Uh, People are figuring out different ways to watch games, but... uh, Still, whether it's 115 million or 96 million, there are 330 million in the United States. So more than two thirds weren't watching the Super Bowl, believe it or not. And Peyton Manning appeals to that two thirds uh, of the people that do not watch Super Bowl uh, and do not watch the NFL under any circumstances. If you don't watch the Super Bowl, that that would be the only circumstance, right? So um, that's how he appeals with his uh, sense of humor and. Uh, sounds to me like he's going to continue going down that path with the commercials and um, kind of the scripted type of uh, of stuff he's so good at. Um, there's a lot of talk, you know, he gets offered every year about being an analyst uh, for Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, whatever he wants to do. Um, I'm not sure he'd be as good at it as Tony Romo is, for instance. Romo is uh, just getting high marks for anticipating, and I think Peyton could do that. But um, it's just, uh, it's hard for, uh, you know, to be as smooth and as, and as good and, and quick as Tony Romo live. Um, so, um, you know, if he can't be number one, uh, maybe Peyton uh, continues to do something else. I personally, eventually would like to see him upstairs for the Denver Broncos. At uh, some kind of a, a, a president of operations type role, which is where uh, Elway is now, I think he'd bring a lot of good. Elway kind of riding into the sunset a little bit now, uh, no longer day to day. GM this year, George Payton is doing that. We'll see what he does with the quarterback position, um, and then um, you know as far as rebuilding this Broncos, it's going to take a while. Uh, Broncos coming off a of five and eleven. And they got to redo that uh, defense Uh, they they got to figure out the quarterback and they got to redo their defense almost from from front to back so uh, you know if they don't bring kareem back i I think with kareem still a good player uh, but um, it's going to be hard if they pay justin simmons 15 million a year Boy, I, that may come at the cost of Kareem uh, Jackson, who's uh, scheduled to make $10 million at 33 years old. Going be, to be a tough call for George Payton. Um, and then the Broncos uh, need an inside linebacker who can run, and then also uh, you, need, uh, you need to fortify that defensive front. Von Miller up in the air with that contract, one year, $18 million left, coming off a uh, missed season because of injury and a down season. Uh, because of performance the year before. So uh, tough calls, tough calls for George Payton right off the bat, but uh, they did pay him big bucks to to make those calls. So uh, see what he comes up with this offseason. John Lynch also going into the Hall of Fame. Boy, was it, uh, um, it was due for John. And, um, you know, he was, uh, sometimes I think going to two teams, Hurts uh, a guy, uh, uh, Hall of Fame wise. Uh, Steve Atwater and Brian Dawkins, for instance, had had, had you know really made their mark. Uh, Dawkins with the Eagles, Atwater with the Broncos. They wound up finishing their careers with other teams. Dawkins with the Broncos, Atwater with the Jets. But um, you know we appreciated John Lynch here, uh, four Pro Bowls in four years. We got him. We definitely got a different safety than he was uh, with Tampa Bay. With Tampa Bay, he was the quarterback who roamed uh, sideline to sideline and, and delivered the hits. Um, a little bit more of a ball hawk, perhaps. Uh, here with the Broncos, he was more of a uh, kind of a... Uh, the Broncos ran a 4-3. A he was kind of a fourth linebacker and um, kind of a monster back type. Uh, played in the box, but uh, a very, very good player. He had to make it after uh, he had been a finalist for eight consecutive years so seven years he was disappointed and then also because the Super Bowl is in Tampa Bay and that's where they honor the electees even though the vote wasn't taken there this year that's where they honor the electees Uh, it just would have been um, a a darn shame had uh, John Lynch not gone in this year so they took care of him Uh, the Broncos did a nice job with the way they broke the news the reveal to uh, Peyton Manning Um, If you looked at the film clips of what the Hall of Fame put out, four of the five uh, modern era uh, Hall of Famers who got elected got knocks on their front door at their homes uh, by David Baker, the Hall of Fame president. And then a fifth, um, Peyton Manning got something considerably more elaborate. Um, uh, Peyton Manning talked to Ashley Manning, uh, Peyton's wife, and together they decided to do something with all his coaches. Ashley had told Patrick that... uh, the coaches are, were the people that meant so much to Peyton during his uh, football life, and so Patrick went to work and he and he had arranged for all his head coaches from high school on up. Um, if they weren't at the Empower Field, uh, then they were uh, then they were on the big video screen. So that was a nice touch um, for Peyton Manning. Uh, a, a nice celebration, a little over the top, uh, but uh, they got her done. So uh anyway that's it for Kliss's mic drop sorry about the super bowl everybody maybe maybe you wanted brady to win and you wanted the chiefs to lose i know a lot of bronco fans uh, wanted the chiefs to lose anyway uh more than they wanted brady to lose um i was pulling for the chiefs i, I like andy Reid um and what he went through with his son you know his son uh, Uh, did an awful awful thing you know he's got a track record of that so there's absolutely zero excuse um for uh what he did um he's been busted before he's been in he's been jailed in prison before on uh uh, driving under the influence it was quite a few years ago it was 13 years ago but still it can't happen again it can never happen again and uh our, our prayers and thoughts um I just our hearts are with that uh, five year old girl who um, uh, by all reports, still has not uh, is still fighting for her life in a hospital uh, after she was uh, involved in a uh, car accident. reportedly um, uh, by uh, Britt Reed, uh, the Chief's outside linebacker coach, who was also Andy Reed's son. And I do think that had an impact on the on the chiefs. That's just a tough thing to deal with mentally. When you're trying to get ready get ready for the Super Bowl. Then they don't come in um till Saturday to Tampa till the Saturday before. They just miss out on the all the, the Super Bowl excitement. And I know there wasn't much with the with COVID, but still there's there's a there's an energy unto itself, the Super Bowl game. And um, you know, if Andy Reid had to do it over again, I'm sure he would. But uh Chiefs just didn't they, they didn't that they didn't have it it wasn't just Mahomes um it wasn't just the offensive line Kelsey had two big drops in that game two huge drops uh, Mahomes scrambled uh was falling down and still managed to throw the ball 40 yards in the air to Tyreek Hill it goes off it, it, Mahomes did the hard part and he'll uh, let the ball uh, bounce off his face mask in the end zone uh, it's you know you got to make plays and uh, it didn't happen so uh, the Chiefs didn't have it. They are no longer the uh, defending world champions. Broncos still have a lot of work to do, though, if they want to uh, defeat the Chiefs for the first time since 2015, since September of 2015, going on six years here. Um, it has been, what, uh, uh, 11 straight times that the Chiefs have beat the Broncos. So uh, we'll see if the Broncos can uh, can end that skid here in 2021. Let's hope uh, COVID abates and we get a little bit closer to normal. And um, until then, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, Some downtime now for the Broncos, except for the front office and the coaches. Uh, We're now here February 9th and um, March 15th is the opening of the free agent window. So there's five weeks here where you evaluate, you put your plan together, you. um, strategize, and then you start roster building in five weeks. It's going to be exciting because George Payton is going to be busy in his first year as general manager. Thanks again for tuning in to Clissa's uh, Mic Drop. Thanks to Peyton Manning. And uh, also thanks to uh, John Lynch um, You know for uh, their, their interviews that they uh, provided. Uh, Manning to Nine News exclusively and Lynch to the uh, Hall of Fame uh, uh, media. Um, quite a weekend. For the broncos two more go in broncos now have five hall of famers in the last three years more than anybody in the nfl it is uh, pat Boland um uh, was 2019 along with champ bailey steve atwater was last year 2020 and now peyton manning and john lynch and i know they played most of their careers with other teams but they were so impactful in their four years each with the broncos uh, that they definitely go in representing the Denver Broncos as well. So thank you very much, everybody. We'll do this again during the off season.